0: Welcome back to the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. I'm Greg Pickle, and today, recruiting expert from Blue White Illustrated, Ryan Snyder, joins the show. We have a lot to talk about. A hot start for Penn State on the recruiting trails that landed London-Montgomery, a four-star running back out of and Prep on Monday. There's probably more commitments to come for Penn State this week. We're going to get into that, where things stand for Penn State on the class of 2023 quarterback front, and also a review a camp Ryan was at over the weekend. So stick with us. It's the BWI Daily Recruiting Show, and it starts now. Ryan Snyder joins us on the BWI Daily Recruiting Show The recruiting expert at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com where it's just one dollar for one year of access to sign up for the latest Penn State news notes, insider reviews, and much more. Ryan, Penn State gets off on Monday with a new class of 2023 commitment in London, Montgomery, a four-star running back out of Scranton Prep who took other official visits. This was not maybe the most cut-and-dry recruitment for Penn State, at least in terms of some of these guys going from Pennsylvania star to Penn State commit. He did check out some other schools. He gave some other options, a chance to get in front of him, Virginia Tech and Boston College being his other two official visits. But by and large, even though it took him a little bit to make a decision here in the month of July, this one is long pointed toward Penn State. You had an on-three recruiting prediction machine pick in for him to become a Nittany Lion, and as of about 5.15 Monday night, that is now the game.
1: Yep, Penn State gets its running back And uh, I think this has been pointing towards him for, uh, I don't know I'd say mid-April is when, it, sure. I, to me, it became pretty clear That there's a good chance he's going to end up here But, uh, of course, Trayon Webb ends up in Florida So this should be Penn State's only running back in the class this year And uh, it makes a lot of sense, man He grew up a Penn State fan uh, told us it's a uh, it's a dream come true uh, was the quote he he gave us about ending up at Penn State and uh, he just fits this class really well from a character perspective a personality perspective leadership perspective he was talking to me about uh, you know some of his big goals this upcoming year is more so uh, you know from a leadership than than yards of course he he said he would love to hit four thousand yards and fifty touchdowns and all that kind of things that uh, you know you set a high bar at the high school level but more importantly to him it's it's kind of the off the field things that uh he really wants to improve on this year and that'd be great uh, i think that would uh you know i it just it's just he fits he fits penn state in a, in a lot of different ways so 510 180 he is uh, a four-star prospect in both the on three uh, rankings and the on three consensus rankings number 364 nationally for the consensus and number 273 uh in the on three rankings so Big get here for Penn State. They're happy, and hey, man, commitment number twelve when it comes to four-star prospects, I believe. So they are, as I've been hitting on the last couple of weeks, they're on their way to fifteen or so four stars, and that's the that's the path to a top ten class now, without too many uh, five-star players available.
0: Yeah, and that's obviously a path to having a blue chip ratio as well that gives you more four and five stars than three stars. So Penn State trending in the right direction there. Obviously, as you mentioned, Tringon Webb was the other running back target Penn State had its eye on in this class. He committed to Florida late last week. So that really, if there was any question about where London Montgomery was going to end up, I think it completely was erased by the time on Webb picked Florida. So Penn State gets its guy there. And I know we had talked before, Ryan, about the idea that they could take two running backs in this class and they wouldn't pass up on Montgomery if Webb had committed and he still wanted to come here. But in your mind, one running back makes sense in this class. It seems like it's a good use of a scholarship, obviously. But I don't know if a second one is required. Penn State was surprisingly not impacted by any transfer portal losses at that position outside of Noah Kane following the 2021 season. Maybe you have more shuffling next year. We'll see. But I don't think you're going to see a class. I guess what I'm getting at here is that I don't think you're going to see a class every year like the last one where you get a Nick Singleton and a K-Tron Allen. I think you're going to see more of this moving forward where you get one of those guys and then every couple of years you might find two.
1: Yeah, Yeah, well it's kind of a little too early to say uh for twenty twenty four, of course. I mean Quentin Martin's kind of the, the wild card, I guess. I mean when I when I do look at twenty twenty four, there are certainly Quite a few options that would work there, but Quentin Quentin Martin is uh, the 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 athlete who's a, going to be a running back. I assume we'll actually talk about Quentin here a little later in the show, so I don't want to go too much into him. Of course, there's Sam Williams Dixon too, who I really like. He came to Penn State's camp, uh, had had an excellent camp, so staff has good uh, numbers on him. You've seen Will, so, some other guys there, but but that is that does make a lot of sense as far as how to how to attack it. But the transfer portal will dictate everything, as it's going to dictate. Uh, so many positions moving forward, uh, especially those ones where it's not deep, like wide receiver, offensive line, et cetera. But uh, I could see a few guys potentially maybe backing out, um, transferring down the road, potentially uh, in that running back room. But, who knows? We'll, we'll figure it out. And I think that's why Penn State was considering two running backs this year, just because there's a lot of flexibility there. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys that have a lot of eligibility. And then, of course, if Nick Singleton becomes what we expect Nick Singleton to become, uh, that uh, that could impact that room in the, in the years ahead.
0: The transfer portal take it, then give it away. Obviously, Penn State's been fortunate to land some very talented players from the transfer portal, but has not always been able to keep guys from leaving. So time will tell, but we will see London Montgomery, the newest Penn State commit. And Ryan, it was the start of commitment season, so to speak, for Penn State this week or commitment week, if you will. But uh, there's two more big announcements on the horizon. I think obviously Penn State fans have heard us talk plenty about who those guys are but let's talk start with Tony Rojas he is going to announce around dinner time on Thursday which is July 14th as we sit here on July 12th on Tuesday he is a on three recruiting prediction machine heavy favorite uh, to end up at Penn State so where do things stand here remember this was a player that was supposed to announce on July 5 he pushed that back for what he called personal reasons uh, but has said on social media that he's 100% committed to the school he's going to go to so where do things stand here where does Penn State sit as we get ready for that announcement number two of the week.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tony Rojas admitted himself that he's committed already. He put it out there on Twitter that he's already committed to his school. So I think that kind of says a lot there. We've always expected it to be Penn State. And uh, I don't – for example, like Georgia seems to be getting getting some players that they are figured out. Clemson is already full at their linebacker position. So when you just kind of look across the nation and the schools that that he was considering – it, it all signs point to Penn state there. And and I would expect him to be a Nittany line. And of course it's a massive pickup for them because he and Tamir have been one and one a for the longest time. And to get those two locked up, it, it's man, that's been a, I mean, one of the, I, I would say one of the top three goals of this year uh, for this right. class was, was to get those two on board. Of course, uh, the offensive line was another was another big goal uh, as well, which they've done a good job with. But although they do need to re- replace Josh Miller, we'll we'll see how that goes in, in the weeks and months ahead. But right. yeah, getting these getting these two on board is big. Of course, uh, I mean we'll just go into Tamir. Uh, it's it's that's another guy that I, I think is just a matter of time. Uh, he he admitted that he's announcing at six fifteen uh, on uh, Friday evening. Tamir, come on, brother, six fifteen on a Friday, you're you're killing me with that. But. And he's a great guy, a great kid, man. I, I uh, you know, Tamir's tamir has been awesome to me, and he'll, he'll be a great class. He'll be a great uh, teammate in in this class, and another guy that just fits everything off the field that 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 you're looking for here. So he's down to Penn State, Virginia Tech, and Miami. But again, I mean, all signs are really pointing to Penn State here. Miami probably gave Penn State the biggest push, although I don't want to overlook that Brent Pry relationship. So, I mean, I I. Tamir flat out admitted that if Brent Pride was still here, he would have been he would have been part of this class a long time ago. And I think once he was able to to kick it with Manny Diaz and build a little bit of a more relationship there during that official visit, that kind of helped put everything over the line for them.
0: This has been an interesting recruiting run for Penn State at linebacker because obviously Brent Pry leaves it, what was it, late December, early January, around the turn of the new year to take the Virginia Tech job. And Penn State certainly seemed to go in a different direction when it hired Manny Diaz as its new defensive coordinator and linebackers coach. I mean, obviously the one we've talked about most is Phil Pachati and uh, the fact that Penn State was seemingly one of his top schools until Manny Diaz got here and the focus shifted a bit and he was really – I don't want to say no longer being pursued by Penn State, but obviously, when they didn't make his one list of top schools. Uh, you kind of got the sense that things maybe changed uh, pretty drastically once Bren Pry left. So with Tony Rojas and Tamir Robinson, Penn State obviously kept the pressure on those guys prior to Bren Pry leaving and once Manny Diaz arrived. But, Ryan, are you impressed by the job uh, Manny Diaz has been able to do to get these guys uh, seemingly almost to the finish line? We'll see if they get across the finish line on Thursday and Friday, respectively. But just your initial gut, whether you've heard it from players or just from what you've seen so far, Uh, you know, just how this recruiting process has played out. Impressed by D as the recruiter so far.
1: Uh, honestly, the 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 coordinators don't do a whole lot of recruiting. Now, though, I I shouldn't say that they do a lot of recruiting, but they don't do as much as some of the other position coaches. So they don't get brought up as much. And Yurchicks, for example, Mm -hmm. it's it's not you know if guys come on campus, it's rare, it's
0: rare to hear from hear about him, right?
1: Yeah, it was. It's same with Manny though. Uh, We hear about Manny with the linebackers, but not a whole lot with the defensive linemen or safeties where, for example, uh, Jamil Lyons, for example, right? Like he, he brings up Terry Smith all the time, even though he's not a position coach, but Terry is, is a big presence in Philadelphia. So, uh, I look, if they get these two, yeah, right. I mean, that, that was kind of, these are the guys that got to get over the line. And then of course, when you, when you look into 2024, there's guys like Anthony Specka who they got to get over the line, uh, as well. But, uh, I, I just, I guess I just don't, I don't have a lot of information to know exactly how Manny's doing on the recruiting trail, other than the proof of just getting Tamir and Tony who have been, like I said, one and one a for the longest time. So if they get them, right. And yeah, I don't know how you can argue that uh, he's not doing a a great job because these are, these are the two most important guys for sure. One thing I would say is that I I think when that transition happened from Brent to, to Manny uh, I think Manny has interest in Tamir maybe as a mic. Now, that's not a definite, of course. They're going to get here. They're going to move around. They're going to figure things out, and you know, in some degrees, it's just kind of get your best guys out there. But I, I do think Tamir and his size uh, that that interests Manny a lot in the Mike position, and, and kind of maybe had an impact on on the whole Pachati recruitment. But I do think Tamir Robinson could be a Mike for Penn State. That's something to keep an eye on down the road.
0: So Penn State is getting close to a point here, Ryan, where they're not going to be full at the end if they get these two guys here to close the week. But, you know, we talk a lot about how the summertime is really commitment season and Penn State, if they land both of these, will be at a place where there's only room for a handful of guys left to commit in this cycle. So it's kind of amazing how we sit, what, six so six or so months from National Signing Day uh, 2022 for the class of 2023. And uh, space is filling up quickly. Is this kind of how you expected the cycle to go? Is this kind of how you saw things yeah. playing out? It happens
1: every year like that almost. Last year's class was, was pretty similar. I don't remember the exact number of where it was at the end of July, but it was – it was in a pretty good position where there was only, you know, a handful of handful of scholarships left. Uh, So yeah, of course, Evan, Evan link, man, got to get Evan link. He's, he's massively important. And uh, there's, there's a few other positions there. I think, I think they would, they would take two more offensive linemen. Uh, I think they just really want to figure out what's up with Link. Ramble, too. Stanton Ramble's pretty important as well. But they, I think they just really want to figure out that situation, and then they'll start considering uh, so, some other players out there. But I think another wide receiver, too. Another wide receiver makes a lot of sense. There's some – Micah Mays, of course, got an offer not that long ago. Right. Uh, out of out of Florida, I believe. He's somebody to keep an eye on. Another guy, too, Edwin Joseph from Chaminade. I've, I've been hearing more and more about him in recent weeks. Keep an eye on him. He's a 6'3", 171. Uh, pound prospect. I'm not sure. I I thought my head. I don't believe Penn State's offering him yet, but they're they're Showing serious and serious interest. Hey, I could see him popping up on campus maybe for a visit at the end of July. So keep an eye on Edwin Joseph out of Shamanad madonna I know uh one Sider's down there recruiting all those guys. He has good ties to Shamanad. So a lot of positions still, uh, defensive line potentially. Uh, we'll see how things shake out. And, of course, they, I think I think they're done at defensive back, but Jakeen Jackson's still out there. KV on keys. KV on keys I don't want to over, overlook as well. Uh, they they would add KV on so still on pace for 23, 24, 25 potentially if there is a top target out there that they need to get uh, down the road. But this from a scholarship perspective, 23 has kind of been the number I've I've had circled for a long time. And and what they'd be at 19, I think, after Tony and Tamir. So uh, only a couple spots left. But of course, with right. six months left, a lot's going to shake out. Still, uh, we'll we'll see if Penn State can keep them all on board.
0: Yeah, Jalen Thompson, another guy that recently put Penn State in his Jaylen? top five, could yep. be a part of this class at some point. Penn State pushing for a visit later this month, as you reported at BlueWayIllustrated.com. And then, yeah. yeah, it's okay. I pick. I'll pick you up, buddy. Don't worry about Thank it. You. But then let's just Appreciate touch real quick. It. Let's just touch real quick on Evan Link. I know we don't have much to add here, but that kind of is the update. Ryan, is it? Everyone seems to be waiting around for him to set a decision date. Obviously, he didn't make it to Michigan for an official visit. He did make it to Stanford. He made it to Penn State, of course. And what is your gut telling you at this point? Is this going to be a decision date and a top this and a a long runway? Or is it just going to be one day? Here's my choice. This is where I'm going. uh, Take it or leave it. I'm literally going to write an Evan Link story probably like today just so it's in there. Uh, right. I,
1: I i definitely expect Penn State but the thing i'm that's got me confused is just like there's a very seems to be very little communication i've hit on this a couple of weeks now and and that's not i don't think that's necessarily a negative thing for penn state i think em's just trying to escape it all like i know he's not talking to any reporters i'm pretty confident in saying he's not regularly talking to coaches every single day uh, right. so I, I i can see it coming at any time and i think it's just gonna you're gonna see a random tweet one day, and that'll that'll kind of be it. Similar to Elliot Washington, for example, who kind of caught us off guard. By the way, which by the way we didn't hit on Elliot Washington. To start to
0: kind shoot. of it caught us off guard. Guys. Yeah, it, it definitely. definitely caught I us mean, off I think. Guard. I think I think we knew it was a possibility. I don't think we had the date dialed down at all. But, hey, that's a good yeah. flip for Penn State, a player who really took off this year, Ryan, on the track, literally. Uh, he's a burner on the track, and he ran really well at Under Armour Miami. Uh, I think we both agree that the fact that he didn't take an official visit to Alabama probably indicates that – Maybe even though he was still listed as a Crimson Tide commit, he probably really didn't have the option to go there and or was no longer a commit. But uh, Penn State beats out them, I guess you can say, and also Michigan State, among others, to land him a uh, mm-hmm. good get on Friday that came out of the blue.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say that he wasn't. I still think he probably could have ended up out of him. I just don't know how hard they were fighting for it. and. It's, it's wild to me how high of a level Alabama's recruiting on because this is an excellent player, but I think they just have guys with maybe a little more size or whatever it may have been that that right. had their attention. Obviously, I don't cover Alabama, so I don't want to speak on it too much, but Penn State is very happy to get Elliott Washington on board, who is a great player. His only negative I see is he's, he's 5'10", 5'11", more so than than that 6-1 kind of frame that uh, everybody wants nowadays but lots to right. like there about Washington and and yeah and you know a lot of people at Michigan State thought they were getting Elliott Washington that's the only because Penn State people were, were confident too but that's the only thing that kept me from ever putting in a pick or anything like that because I just had a lot of friends at Michigan State saying hey uh, he has family ties here he's kind of handed to Michigan State that he might end up here and uh, a lot of positives on both sides right so when you when you're hearing that how do you how do you make a pick or anything but that was another massive one for them man. he was their fourth top 100 recruit uh, in this class and that's that's what they got to do man they got to get top 100 guys uh, if you're not going to get five stars so to have four is good uh, i don't believe there's too many others who are top 100 that penn state seriously in the mix now i have to look up and down the board but uh, they're certainly in the mix to get a few more four stars and evan link would would be the 15th if they if they get tony they get tamir and they can get evan yeah. link that would be 15 and then of course you got kb on keys and a couple other guys so math of 15 16 is how you get a top 10 class i'm going to just keep repeating it that's what they have to do and right now they they have a real chance of doing so
0: hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yeah, I'm sc- with threats to
1: our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart.
0: Scrolling the list of on three consensus top 100 players right now, nobody through the top 50 that Penn State still has a shot at that we're aware of or that we think they have a shot at. Um, obviously, you have Evan Link, who's not too far outside of that group of players. But now, mm-hmm. as you scroll through the list here, uh, Penn State probably, I mean, you know, John Walker's still on the board down in Florida. I don't think that's super realistic, though. Correct me if I'm wrong, but no. um, other than that, you know, Penn in a place right now where it would need some players to move up the recruiting rankings to get another top 100 player. But, hey, you never know. Time will tell. Uh, this is the Blue White Illustrated, uh, da- BWI Daily Recruiting Show, rather. That's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. Ryan, uh, we touched on uh, Tamir Robinson, and you got to see him in person at a camp out in Pittsburgh this weekend. You saw Anthony mm-hmm. Specka, another player you've mentioned here. So let's dive into that. What were some of your top takeaways from that event and from the opportunity to see some of Western Pennsylvania's best talent in person?
1: Yeah, we're at the uh, Two tenths camp, put on by Dwayne Brown. Uh, all the guys there at Team Volv and Team, to, uh, you know, Two Tents. They they've been putting this on for I think this is our third or fourth year now. It's it's become a pretty good camp and and something that I think I'll be a regular on my calendar moving forward. Now, uh, the top guys, of course, I think Penn State fans are pretty pretty familiar with the the top guys out there. Of course, Lamont Payne, cornerback commit for Penn State, was there, and uh, you know, same as always for Lamont. Man, he's always right on guys and. Uh, I thought he performed pretty well. I got to watch him in some different drills and stuff like that. Lamonts, Lamonts. Uh, I mean, I, I think he's the best corner in, in the in the region. I don't know of too many others that are ahead of him. And I know Penn State is incredibly happy to get him on board because of that cornerback class was just. There's nothing really in the, in the region right now. So that was a, a big get for Penn state and Lamont's awesome, man. I really enjoy <laughs> chatting with him. He's a fun character. And he, he's going to have a, he's going to be a, a really fun guy in the locker room moving forward. Uh, Tamir didn't participate in, in this camp. Uh, he's of course just coming off of an injury. So he was there to hang out and uh, you know, he, he trains with these guys. So uh, just out there for support more than anything. Uh, so it was good to mm-hmm. catch up with Tamir. He's a, he's a great guy. I've, I've hit on him a little bit ago. The guys I, I would, Really got to watch closely, and, and I enjoyed kind of getting to see up close uh, for the first time, really for both, was Quentin Martin and uh, Anthony Speca. Quentin Martin, yeah. of course, uh, six one and a half, one eighty five is what we got him at, and I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, we have him as an athlete, and he's I I truly I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think he's the best athlete to come out of Pennsylvania since Michael Parsons, and nothing <laughs> that I've seen uh, dispute. high praise,
0: after. really right. high praise. Yeah.
1: One thing. Uh, so I'll have a story on quitting here. Um, actually, by the time you guys are watching this, you'll, you'll be able to read it, but uh, he's told me he might play corner corner back this year, which is interesting to me. I always had him more as a running back linebacker, uh, but he has real interest in playing defensive back. So that's something to keep an eye on now. Deep down, I, I think running back is his position. I really believe that's where most schools are going to recruit him at. And, I, and Penn State's recruiting him as a running back right now. But I'll be curious to see some defensive back film from him this year uh, because he has real interest in that and how he performs there could could impact some things. So that's why he's going to be an athlete listed listed that way for a long time. Uh, he did say that Penn State's certainly one of his top schools. And uh, you guys can read the article for, for more information there. Uh, Anthony Specka, awesome. Awesome, man. This is my first time really having a, a long chat with Anthony. Uh, man, every he fits Penn State perfectly, but he also fits Notre Dame perfectly. He also fits Michigan perfectly as far as caring about all the right things. Great image. Uh, hell of a player as well, of course. So uh, really curious to see how Anthony Specka's July goes. He has visits to Penn State, Notre Dame, and Michigan all lined up. And in my eyes, that those should end up being the, the schools that are seriously uh, in the mix with him. He did take visits to Tennessee and South Carolina. And I wouldn't be surprised if a few others spoke around Ohio State. Keep an eye on them. They do have an offer out there. But uh, the fact that he's going to Penn State, Michigan, Notre Dame at the end of July, uh, that grabs my attention. Because he's, he's been to those schools a couple times. He has the option at the end of July to potentially go elsewhere. So the fact that, like I said, that he's going to those three schools, that, that tells me that they should end up being – uh, if not his top three, you know, among his top five, put it that way. So uh, one thing also to add with Speca is that he's going to come to Penn State for a personal visit, which I think is important because all of his visits previously have been for games. I believe he was at the Lash Bash last year. So he's always been in a group. You really need to get those personal visits in where it's just you and the staff and you get a whole day to him because you, you learn a lot. And and just about the the amount of um, uh, this detail that they can go into when they can focus on one player says a lot to uh, It'll learn a lot. So big, uh, big visit for him coming up on July 28th. And he's I believe he's their number one linebacker target. If he's not, he's certainly number one, number two, number three, somewhere in that ballpark for 2024. They have to get the Central Catholic linebacker.
0: So obviously we've talked before about the importance of those one-on-one visits. They're rare. They don't happen often, but with Jason Moore, we heard, of course, he committed to Ohio State, but Penn State really had its foot in the door late in that one because of the fact they were able to host him sort of by himself, and that was for an official. Specca, of course, taking an unofficial, so they can't do quite the same thing, but uh, it, it's hard to put into words how more how much more you can do when you have a guy on campus pretty much by himself or in a very small group, as opposed to when you have ten or fifteen or twenty guys and you're trying to do uh, give each of them the personalized experience they want. And there's just not enough time and hours in a day, so we'll see there. But very important prospect for Penn State, as you note, Ryan. And as we head down the home stretch here of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show on Tuesday, July twelfth. Uh, let's just talk quarterback real quick. So it was an interesting uh, week since we last recorded. Obviously, you chatted with T. Frank late last week about some of the happenings going on. But Penn State loses Marcus Stokes, uh, the, the class of 2023 quarterback from Florida, flipped to Florida, uh, kind of out of the blue uh, last week. So uh, Penn State down a quarterback. And we've talked on the message board, the Lions uh, Den message board, our premium place where you can chat with us and learn the latest Penn State news about some options. But All told, Ryan, I think the the main takeaway here is be patient, fans, because if you listen to T. Frank on the BWI Daily Show on Monday, uh, he talked about whether or not Penn State needs a quarterback here, and I think we can continue to debate that. But ultimately – I don't think this one's going to happen overnight. There's too many guys who Penn state uh, was in on who they stopped recruiting after Stokes committed. And there's uh, most of those guys, if you look at the board of offers uh, are committed elsewhere. So to replace your flip, you're going to have to flip somebody and that can Mm -hmm. often be easier said than done, especially when, when I look at this group for the most part, Ryan, Penn state really has no geographic ties or anything else to uh, give it an opportunity to get its foot back in the door. But uh, I don't think it's ever smart to discount James Franklin and Mike Yurcich, the recruiters either.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're def- they're definitely going to have to flip somebody. Uh, there's there's names floating around the, that, that I think the staff has interest in. But, I mean, Jackson smallick has been talked about a good little bit. Uh, he's currently committed to Lane out of West Des Moines, Iowa. We'll keep an eye on him. Uh, he just committed to Lane uh, at the end of June. So if Penn State were to show interest there, we'll – we'll see if they can get him on campus. He, he, he did go to the lead 11. He actually uh, was a late add to lead 11 and, and certainly took advantage of it. That, that grabs the, grab the attention of some schools. So we'll keep an eye on, uh, on Jackson. Brady Drogosh is another player. He's committed. To... I, I haven't heard enough that's, and this is how it is for all these guys. Like there's, there's nobody right now that people are pointing at and saying, Hey, uh, We've got a foot in the door here, it, aiming to get him on campus, something like that. I mean, it seems like this is a total restart for for Penn State, which it uh, is. It is, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's definitely going to be. A, I don't want to say a black eye on the class, but it's, it's certainly going to be. Uh, an issue I guess you'd say now of course what'll be interesting here is you have we have visits opening up in a little under two weeks here they I feel like it's very important for them to try and get somebody at least a couple of these guys on campus if they can whether that happens or not we'll see but uh, if they can get somebody on campus it, it, it goes a long way then because uh, they just what you can do for those personal kind of say they come up on a Monday or a Tuesday you can you can get a lot out of that. Uh, rather than have them come for games during the season the right. game visits are they're important but you just don't get that one-on-one time of course the game just takes priority so the end of the month here somebody needs to pop up on campus I'm sure they're working very hard to try and get somebody to visit uh, one other name I want to mention publicly is Pierce Clarkson he's currently committed to Louisville out of St John Bosco in California four star in the on three consensus. Heard Penn State's trying to talk to him a little bit. So potentially keep an eye on the Louisville commit. Uh, he had offers from Oregon, Arkansas, Florida State, a few others. It, that's that's a player, again, he's, he's from all the way out in California, so I don't want to push it too hard, but I, I've heard some things there uh, about Pierce Clark. So keep an eye on him. Jack Smollett, Brady Drogosh, uh, there's a few others as well. well. We'll keep them behind the paywall for now. But uh, Pierce Clarkson has me intrigued. We'll leave it at that.
0: Well, we'll keep an eye on him. Obviously, a California player going to Louisville signals that he's willing to go away from the, the West Coast and, the, uh, and everything out there. So we'll see if Penn State can get its foot in the door. But it's going to be a lot more challenging now uh, than it would have been to do so maybe at this time six months ago or eight months ago, what have you. But that is the blessing and curse of recruiting. And if you're going to lose a flip, you better be able to flip back. Penn State's been able to in the past. We'll see what they can do in the future. Ryan, as we come down the home stretch here, any final thoughts as we get ready for two more decisions, perhaps uh, news from Evan link or some of these other players at almost any moment in time. Uh, any final thoughts as we wind down another edition of the BWI daily recruiting show.
1: I think we, we pretty much hit on it all today. Evan link just that's the the mystery. We'll see what happens there. And uh, Tony and Tamir should be uh number 18 and number 19 for Penn state and just kind of seeing how they finish out July then of course lash bash starting to come together there's some some names popping up that are going to be there we'll, we'll get that list out maybe in a week or so but uh, that list is starting to work uh, come come together I will say Penn State staff is starting to get back on campus they've been away for the last week two weeks or so um, now of course the debt period does go another two weeks so kind of some staff goes away then they come back and the guys who were here then they go away uh, so it's still we've still got another I don't know, thirteen, a little less than that. Another little, a little under two weeks of a uh, little, little more quiet than normal, I guess, on the recruit. A lot of commitments, but uh, trying to to get other recruits and new offers, things like that. That's that's a bit slower this time of the year. So we'll um, just get us to that, get us to that visit period, man. And uh, we'll, I think, we'll learn a lot more about quarterbacks and some other positions then.
0: Well, you can learn a lot more about Penn State football and Penn State recruiting by visiting bluewhiteillustrated.com, where it's $1 for one year of access. Don't wait. That deal is not going to last forever. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. We'll be back next week. T. Frank's back tomorrow on the BWI Daily Show. And this has been the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.
1: Plus.